Welcome to Running Deep, a podcast that exists to encourage women to be deeply rooted in the Word of God through every season of life. Hey guys, we are back for another episode of Running Deep. I'm Laura Benson, and I'm here with Sarah Herring, and we are sitting in the home of Mary Sennert. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks for asking me on the podcast. I'm Mary. I'm married to Nick. He's one of the elders at Candeo. Uh, we have three little ones. Luke is three, Abigail is two, and we're having a little boy in April. And we've been going to Candeo since it started, and we also have a connection group that meets in our home on Wednesday evenings, and we're really blessed to be a part of this ministry. Right. Did you live here before Candeo started, or did you move with the church plant? We actually moved with the church plant. We aren't from, we didn't live in Ames before. We lived in Minnesota. We actually did go to Salt Company in Ames during our college years. So we had a feel for what Cornerstone was like, and we were really excited to hear about the church plant. And so when we heard about it, we were kind of in a season of asking God to change our location, and he really made it clear with work mm-hmm. and things like that and made a way for us to come here. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to get to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Mary and I have been friends for several years. Um, Mary and Nick were actually the first people to invite us into their home when we first moved here, and we're so grateful for that and just your hospitality as a family, even now with the new families at Candeo. But Mary and I were just talking recently about prayer, and um, talked about how it has affected our life and some questions that we had. And um, I was asking Mary some questions of just what I was struggling with and what I was wrestling with and how how do I pray? What do I pray? Does prayer even matter? Mm-hmm. And Mary mm-hmm. had some really wise things to say. And I wanted to bring her on just to, to share with the women at Candeo uh, what the Bible says about prayer and why is it important. So Mary, why don't you just open it up and just share with us just a little bit of your heart behind um, why is prayer important in your life? Hmm. Well, first I would say prayer is something I feel like I'm always growing in. I think it goes hand in hand with the more I know about God through his word and through life experiences and trials. I talk to him differently and listen to him differently. Um, And there's been some significant passages that have helped with that. Um, I love Psalm 62, 8. It says, trust in God at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him. God is a refuge for us. So I think prayer is really when we come to God, we pour out our hearts to him. And we can do that in a few ways that um, are essential, I would say. And that's in just adoring and praising him, confessing our sin to him, thanking him, and bringing all of our requests to him. And I think in prayer, we meet with God on a really deep level. I was just pondering this last night. God is like nobody else in our lives. You know, everyone else that we really love at some point disappoint us or don't understand us, but God fully knows us, fully loves us, And he even created us before we were in our mother's womb and has a purpose for us. And I just find so much love and comfort in that. So Mm -hmm. in coming to him, um, 
I realized that I'm fully dependent on him for all things, for meeting um, that deep desire to be loved and known, um, and to have even breath in my lungs. Salvation, he saved me from death. So just being reminded that I've been brought from death to life um, draws me to prayer. Yeah, I love the verse that you uh, just talked about, Psalm 62, 8, and pouring out our hearts before the Lord. And the, mm-hmm. the thought of knowing that we can pour our hearts out even when we're not feeling like we right. want to yeah. pray, we can just pour our hearts out and share, God, how we're feeling. Has there been a time in your life that you have wanted to just say, God, I'm angry at you or how you're feeling, and maybe it's not the typical prayer where you've just poured out your heart to God? Yeah, definitely. Um, Recently, I've had more times where I'm coming to God and I'm feeling angry, so I know I'm in sin and I'm just being reminded of my flesh. My flesh is so weak, and even though the Holy Spirit lives in me, I'm constantly needing to depend on him and his strength. Mm -hmm. So often it's when I'm with my kids, maybe I've messed up and I've yelled at them or I've done something not in kindness, even though it seems like, you know, their behavior is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to God and confessing that anger to him and just kind of asking him, crying out for him to help me to change my heart to be kind and not angry and depending on him for that. Um, There's also been seasons of trial I feel like right now there's a lot of just happiness sometimes we get that too Mm -hmm. um but I've had um seasons of great disappointment um in friendships where I think I've been disappointed with Mm -hmm. God a little bit or Mm -hmm. confused not fully known his plan um but I'm learning in a really deep way that God meets us in all of those things and I think I feel closer to him because of that. I've come mm-hmm. to him and just told him that I'm disappointed and confused. And I think that's where that love comes from. Where he's reminded me, but I know you. I love you. I yeah. understand you. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I find most beautiful about prayer is that we can come before God completely unfiltered in our thoughts and emotions and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I wouldn't want to walk away from a time of prayer still feeling that you know, anger and frustration that I might enter in. But, um, when I come before the Lord, I know I can, I can cry out to him in, yeah, anger, frustration, sadness, confusion. And, um, he's big enough to handle that. Like, it's not like that would ever intimidate God, obviously. And so, um, when we read through the Psalms and the psalmist being in a practice of prayer, they're very, um, vulnerable in Mm. times of prayer, but then are kind of commanding their soul to still Mm. praise God and trust God through that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, those are just good examples of being real and raw and authentic in prayer. Mm. Yeah, Mary, you talk a lot about delighting in Jesus and in all your interactions uh, when we get together. A lot of it is talking about our delight in Jesus and how important that is. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you specifically grow your delight in Jesus through your walk and prayer with him? Hmm. It's a great question because I think it really will fuel the future of our relationship with Mm -hmm. the Lord. 
Um, a verse that comes to mind that I think helps me to answer that is Psalm forty sixteen, Let all who seek um, the Lord rejoice and be glad in him. Let those who love your salvation always say, the Lord is great. Um, so I think it's really the gospel. The more I come to know and understand the gospel, I understood it a little bit when I got saved. I need the Lord. I'm needy. I don't want to go to hell. I mean, there is all these aspects, but as I'm growing in the Lord, I see that the gospel really is simple, but it's complex. Mm. And the more areas in my life, like marriage and parenting, that I see more of my flaws and more sin that just was in my heart, but it's surfacing, I actually feel so thankful that the Lord has saved me and rescued me. And when I remember that, Mm -hmm. I can't help but delight in him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a daily thing to be reminded of. So as a believer, Mary, for me, it's it's easy to um, acknowledge the fact that God hears all of our prayers, right? I That's not hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Well, I mean, it kind of is. There's a lot of people and God hears all of our prayers. But what can sometimes be challenging is really acknowledging, like, does my prayer change God's mind? If we believe that God is sovereign and above all things and has a plan, when I pray, does God change his plan? What What does that look like? What? How would you answer that question? It's a very deep question, mm-hmm. and it's a question that I have off and on. I know for sure from the Word we know that God is sovereign over all things, so we can trust Him no matter what. But knowing that He wants us to ask and come to Him and be persistent in our prayers, I think that what happens is that we are always— our heart and our minds are molded into His will and His desires— mm-hmm. So our prayers become less about us and more about him. I do see examples in the Bible where people ask God again and again. Mm -hmm. We kind of talked about that, Sarah, last week. I think it was with Lot's family. Um, He asked um, God several times, and then God did spare Lot. So I actually don't have the best answer for that if God's mind is changed but I do know that we can ask him mm-hmm. anything, and he does want us to come to him. And it talks about the Lord in Romans 8 being a good, good father who loves to give his children good gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just a great reminder. I want my kids to come to me and tell me how they're feeling and what they're thinking and to trust me. And I think God is similar but better. He wants us to come to him and ask him those requests again and again, but knowing that he is good in his response. So sometimes the greatest answer to prayer you would say then is even our own hearts being shaped, mm-hmm. no matter what the outside circumstance look like. Absolutely, absolutely. And for sure, every time I come to the Lord, no matter what I'm thinking or feeling, I always, my relationship with him is always deeper. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, I think that's one of the most beautiful purposes of prayer. Our relation, the intimacy part. He really cares about us. It's not just a relationship that's dry or sterile, or he's not a God that just commands us to do things. He always commands with a purpose out of love. I would even add to that. I feel more and more dependent on the Lord when I go to him in prayer. I think we've talked about in one of these episodes, I think the one about waiting, um, how many of us have a 
desire to control things. Mm -hmm. And when I go to God in prayer, I'm reminded so much that I have no control over anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a position before the God who created the universe and keeps it moving um, that I need to ask him for things. I can't do them on my own. I, I come before him like a dependent child. And so I walk away um, feeling less in control, but actually more comforted by that. Having more control wouldn't be more comforting. It's acknowledging, actually, God has control and I have his ear, which is amazing. Yeah, recently when I was wrestling through this question, uh, I talked with Jake about this and asked him, what do you think? Why do we pray? Does it even change anything? God's going to do what he wants to do, so should we even pray? And Mary, you and I had talked about this, how it is Jake's response was just, I really think that we pray mainly for our hearts to be changed and our dependence on God to be grown and for us to grow in our love for him and to know that we we are in full dependence on him. And you're so right. We grow in our delight and love for the Lord as we spend time in prayer asking him for things, but also recognizing who he is and that he is a sovereign God and in control over all things. Mm -hmm. So as we wrestle through those times, um, we know that God is in control and we're growing, but also how how should we pray? You know, as as maybe we have a neighbor who is sick and we want them to be healed. Do we ask for healing or what, mm. what do we ask? Mm. Yeah. Another great deep question. I think first of all, we want to make sure our prayers are authentic. Um, I think of Matthew six, um, right before Jesus gives us the Lord's prayer, this great model of how to pray with the right heart before that, he gives an example of a, a Pharisee who's out in front of people, and he says this big, long, fancy prayer, but his heart motive is really to please people and not to know God. Mm -hmm. And then there's another man who's opposite um, socially from the Pharisee, and he just has this nice, simple, authentic prayer, God, help me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever we're praying, we need to make sure it's to God and not for people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy even in a connection group setting or with your friends that maybe really admire spiritually to want to have these big, long, fancy prayers with all this scripture, but you don't have to right away. It's a, uh, it's growth. So I think if your friend is sick, you should come to the Lord knowing that he wants us to do that. And we see over and over in the scriptures that he does heal people, um, from, death to life internally, the greatest healing. Mm -hmm. And he does heal people's bodies too. So I think the more we know about God, the more we know how to pray and what to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And we can rest that his answer is the best. Yes, absolutely. A, yeah. a good God and whatever yeah. his answer is. Yeah. And we should expect him to answer us. Yes. I think that's another thing that I'm learning. It's, sometimes I ask these things and I'm not really looking for an answer but God definitely answers us. It's not always how we want it to be. Mm. He definitely is giving us an answer, and usually it's through difficult circumstances mm -hmm. that he's giving us patience, teaching us how to love our neighbor. It's not always easy, but I, I think that's good to believe too. Mm. 
Yeah, I think oftentimes an answer to prayer is not right now, <laughs> which is still an answer, or no, even. Um, I sometimes have to remind myself I'll tack on to prayers. If I'm praying something big, like healing or something, I'll tack on, but but your will be done. Um, sometimes with a right heart, because I want to mold my desires to be whatever God would have and trust him. But sometimes I say that more out of fear because I'm afraid to pray big things. And so I'll just put this little tag on the end, but you know best, um, because I'm not wanting to actually ask for big things. And so, um, yeah, there's different seasons where I need to not just, um, I need to ask specifically for certain prayer requests. Yeah. Sometimes it is hard to know if we're really coming to God, fully believing, coming in faith, Mm -hmm. saying, this is my heart. This is what I'm asking. And we do add on all these extra little things. I think that's a great prayer in itself. God, help me to believe Mm -hmm. these words. Because some days, I don't know about you guys, I might say fancy words, but my heart's really not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's even an authentic help me to believe, help my faith to be real and who you are. We were talking about how a lot of times when God answers us, that he gives us things that aren't comfortable. Has anything uh, happened in your life, Sarah, that has helped you to know God deeper through trial? Yeah. Recently, uh, about a month ago, Jake and I uh, walked through another miscarriage Um our third loss, and in the waiting, hearing if we were miscarrying or what was going on, that was when I really struggled with prayer, and what do I pray right now? Do I ask big things and ask for God to uh, save this child, or do I just say, God, what, whatever you will, um, let it be, and uh, really coming close to the Lord. And like you said, that Psalm 62 was a, just a really great rock for me to stand on that I can pour my heart out to God and we can ask big things and we can trust that God is a good God and he is listening. He hears our prayers, but, um, ultimately it is up to him and what he's going to do. And it's going to be the best thing for us. And, um, as we walk through difficult times, um, we are drawn to him and just even praying that week as we were waiting to hear back, um, the results, just praying, God, if this child's life would bring you the most glory, let it be. And if it's death would bring you the most glory, then let that be. And, uh, like you said, believing that those words are true, not just saying it, but knowing because we have walked through, other trials that God has taken us through, and he's been so faithful in walking us through those things. We can pray those with a confident heart, and prayer does matter. It does draw us to him, and the times that we are in the valley with God, those are the times that our prayers are the most genuine, and I'm changed the most in those times. One of the verses that I clung to was just, who am I? who have I in heaven but you? There's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My heart and my flesh will fail, but God is the strength of my heart. And we don't have anything on this earth that's a greater delight than in who God is in heaven. And he can give us strength as we walk through trials. But we will 
we'll talk more about that later at another time in a podcast. But that is one thing just recently that I've been praying a lot about. Mm. I want I want to say really quick. I love how you mentioned in sharing that trial that you're going through currently that God is always after His glory, mm-hmm. and in the same at the same time, it's for our joy yeah. too. Even if it doesn't seem like it, mm-hmm. it's always both of those together. Mm-hmm. That's really great that you have that to hold on to. Mary, what does it look like for you practically in your life to um, to pray? Are there certain times of the day? Are there different ways that you pray? Does it look different in different seasons of life? Share with us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it does look differently in every season. Again, an area that I'm growing is our family is expanding. I'm kind of used to sleeping through the night, and I can get up a little bit earlier, which is always a goal. I don't do it every day, but um, I think types of prayer change in seasons. But as we've been discussing about how prayer is um, communicating with the Lord really throughout the day, I don't think that has to change in this season of life. There's a verse in... I believe it's Second Thessalonians five seventeen. It says to pray constantly, mm-hmm. and it doesn't say. It doesn't give room for seasons of life, and I think a really good point to mention with the constant is that we always have the Holy Spirit with us. So as we fellowship with Him throughout the day, we're abiding in Him. We're talking to Him. He's reminding us of the truth of who God is. He convicts us of sin, and I think. That's just a delight to know in the seasons. Um, If I'm not praying in the morning before my kids get up, usually I spend five to ten minutes talking to the Lord before I open the Word in the morning or the afternoon during rest time or after my kids go to bed, whenever that is. Um, And usually I'm just asking God to draw my heart to Him so I can see the truth of His Word. Psalm 119.18 says, Open the eyes of of my heart that I would behold wonderful things from your word. So even just depending on God, help me to understand the word, to grow in my knowledge and love for you. And another moment in prayer that is constant throughout my day is when I'm correcting my kids or just trying to teach them to have the right attitude. We're often asking God to, God, help me to not be angry. Help me to trust you, help me to be kind, and I'm usually doing the same thing right there with them because I'm quick to be angry and I'm trying to change my behavior but realizing that I need I need spiritual help even in those simple things. Laura, what does it look like for you in your day-to-day? How does your prayer life look right now? Yeah, I usually like to start my day um, in the Word and in prayer but like you said, Mary, if it's not the first thing that I do, I, at the very least, need to wake up and remind myself of the gospel. I'm so forgetful. It's like I have gospel amnesia when I fall asleep, and then I wake up, and I um, forget that I'm redeemed, that I'm a sinner saved by grace. And so, at the very least, I have to wake up first thing in the morning and kind of um, pray through the gospel um, and ask the Lord for help even through that day. Um, But then, yeah, I like to um, pray before I enter into scripture and 
after that, I like to pray through scripture that I've read because um, that's an easy way for me to know if I'm praying God's will is if I'm praying his word back to him. Um, for me, this is maybe a, um, yeah, would be harder to do with kiddos, but one of my favorite things to do is pray while I'm on a walk. I love walking around my neighborhood and um, praising God for creation around me and um asking him for things. I probably look weird because I might even be saying that out loud as I'm walking. If you were to watch me, it would look kind of funny, but I, I like to, I don't know, act like I'm kind of talking to God when I, um, when I am praying and long drives too. I love shutting off the radio and driving and talking with God. Um, so yeah, using, using whatever time I have, whether it's time to just sit and pray or whatever I'm doing, recognizing that I'm with God, having an awareness of being with God and, um, those little prayers here and there asking for God's help, asking for, um, him to reveal himself to me in all that I do. How about for you, Sarah? Yeah. I love how you brought that in and just the little times in your day, we like to call that redeeming your time in your day. And there's going to be a lot of times where you're driving or you're walking or you're folding laundry or, you're waiting for your next class to start, whatever that is, you can redeem those times and use that for prayer, or maybe you're redeeming time right now by listening to the podcast, whatever that looks like, you can use little bits of time that you have in your day for prayer. So um, I, I like to do that, whether I'm you know, stirring the dinner on the stove, just um, entering into prayer. I like to have little reminders throughout my kitchen of just people to pray for or verses to pray through. I have a little thing over my sink that just says this can be a place of prayer because it's just a reminder that I do dishes every day. Everyone has dishes. Why not use that as a time of prayer? Um, but I was really convicted after one of Paul's messages maybe several months ago that I was not uh, waking up and entering into a consistent time of prayer, fully devoted to God and just praying, not redeeming time, just setting aside time to pray. So after that, I decided to um, go to the gym a little bit earlier. So I come home and pray. And that time has looked different throughout, you know, whatever the day might look like, or if the kids wake up earlier, but just spending some time praying through scripture. Like you said, Laura, uh, praying through Psalms can be a great way to, if you don't know where to start, if you don't know how to pray, pick a Psalm and start reading through it and just see aspects of God that you can thank him for. God, you're great. You're good. You're compassionate. You see me, you hear me. Thank you for loving me. Um, just reading through those things and thanking God. And then entering into a time of praying for people. I like to keep a list in the back of my journal of just uh, people that I know of and their prayers and writing down those things and then praying for them. And when I tell someone I'm going to pray for them, either do it right then and there or write it down. So I'm going to pray for them um, during the week. And then I love just spending some time looking back. It's not every day, probably once a month, just looking back at how God has answered those prayers and writing down how he's answered and thanking God for that. And that's just an exercise of faith. It really does grow my faith when I can look back and think, wow, I forgot we were even praying for that person to get a job. And now they're in it and 
God, you're so good in answering that prayer. I love how you mentioned, yeah, praying for people. That's that's one that I'm constantly trying to grow in, what it looks like to pray for people. And um, I had a friend that would often say, oh, I've been praying for this person for years. And um, so I asked her once, what does that look like? When you say you've been praying for a person for years, what does that actually look like? And for her, it was a, a simple answer, but she said, whenever I think of them, I pray. So kind of like the Apostle Paul um, said, when he thought of his friends, he prayed for them. And so that was just an easy, tangible thing for me. Like when I think of people um, or if I come across them on social media or whatever that would look like, just pray for them in that moment. What does it look like, Mary, for you to invite others into delighting in Jesus in prayer? Well, I really like, Sarah, how you talked about redeeming your time. So I think in my in my life, often that is what it looks like in bringing people into it, using the moments that I have to let others see um, my relationship with the Lord. And currently, it's often with my kids. We'll be working on something or in moments of correction, asking God to help us, thanking him that he sent Jesus to rescue us and given us the spirit to help us every minute of the day and to teach us. Um, We also have some people at the center of our table, Christmas cards that we'll pull out and I'll let my kids pick one and we'll pray for them and we'll pray specifically for their eyes to be opened, that they would be saved or that they would feel the love of God or just something specific to try to teach um, my little ones just how to talk to God or just praising him and things that we're delighting in. Mm -hmm. Like today we're delighting in playing together. So let's thank God that we have each other or playing in the snow or going on a walk and seeing something that's really pretty and just thanking God for that. I also really love um, when I'm having people over to my house, inviting them over early, which would be more the set-aside time, but it helps me to get out of bed. So if they're going to come over at 6 is usually when it is. We'll try to have some more intentional prayer time or inviting people into everyday moments, um, either in the morning or the afternoon or whatever works with their schedule. Part of that time is always, how can we, how can I pray for you? And just stopping and praying. And sometimes I love that even more because my kids get to see it, and it reminds me that it doesn't always have to be quiet when I'm praying. I, it can be the circumstances around me can be going on. I can still talk to God. My eyes could be open even. Um, he still hears us and wants to hear from us. So I, I think just showing people how you're seeking the Lord um, brings them into that delight. Mary, is there any tools that you've recently um, read or things that have helped you grow in your delight in the Lord through prayer? Outside of just reading and studying the word, I'm reading a book by Tim Keller that's called Prayer, and I'm just a few chapters into it, but I would highly recommend it. It's, It's pretty deep and really fruitful, and what it's showing me is that it's really hard to put prayer in a box. To, to define exactly what it is. The more we know God, the more we seek him in prayer. And it's a conversation where we're speaking, but we're also listening. I think that's a huge part of prayer. Another kind of mysterious part, we listen to hear what God has to say from the word and just closing our eyes and having him remind us of truth from the word that we're not necessarily reading. 
Um, another practical tool is listening to good worship music. I found that to be a really helpful, helpful tool. Um, as we're worshiping, our hearts are engaging with the Lord, and we just can't help but but praise Him and engage in prayer. So if you struggle with prayer and you're not sure where to start, uh, open the Word. Like you were saying, Laura, I think, and Sarah, uh, pray Scripture. Ask God to help you to understand. Thank Him for a characteristic of who He is. And then worship Him in song. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much, Mary, for joining us this time and for sharing your heart and what you've learned um, on how to pray and how to delight in Jesus through prayer. Yeah, thanks. It's been great to be here.